five hurricanes will not be presented at this time in order to bring you the following special podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. Yeah. It's love and time. You like harmonica music? Not particularly. Well, if you do or if you don't... Uh, <laughs> Maybe you'll be a convert because this guy was arguably one of the best of all time. His name was DeFord Bailey. I never knew his name until I started watching this country music documentary that Ken Burns has put together. Oh, yeah, that's right. You told me about that. Is he haw in there? Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I haven't watched it I, to the end, but some de- hee-haw performers are surely going to I'll be in bet. there. I'll bet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. I, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've seen some already that later made their way on to hee-haw. Uh, <laughs> that was just such a, I don't know, that show. A television my... was at its low ebb. And I had a family member who loved hee-haw. All the the jokes and the cornfield and the this such a ridiculous variety country variety show. It was kind of a ruralized version of Laugh-In, which was a big show at the time. (laughs) But uh, hee-haw endured a lot longer than Laugh-In did. I know, surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly. Hey, you know, Willie, I hear they're using women now in the Secret Service. <laughs> yeah, Ganella, there goes all of our secrets. <laughs> hey, Johnny, is your marriage a happy one? Yep, we've been married several years, and we've never had a fight in our house. Hey, that's wonderful. Yeah, we always go out in the yard. <laughs> anyway, getting back to DeFord Bailey here, he was the first performer to be introduced on the Grand Old Opry back when, but more importantly, he was the first African-American performer on the show. So he was the first wow. guy on the Grand Ole Opry, and wow. he happened to be black, and he played wow. several instruments, but best known for his harmonica tunes. He learned to play harmonica. He was three years old. He came down with polio, and so being confined to bed for a year, he started playing the harmonica three years old, and it developed his own style of playing. He was really big. Very popular on all kinds of shows. Radio was big in those days. Mm-hmm. A lot of records of his were issued in 1927 and 1928. All of them harmonicas solos. And and this might have been his greatest recording, John Henry. RCA Records had two categories. Uh, one they called their race series, if you can believe it or not. 
and then one called its Hillbilly series, and this song was released on both of them. But tragically, he got fired in 1941, did DeFord Bailey, because there was some kind of licensing conflict with his music. Uh, He got fired, prevented him from playing his best-known tunes on the radio, effectively ended his performing career, and he spent the rest of his life shining shoes and renting out rooms in his home to make a living. And he died in 1982. DeFord Bailey. Pretty great. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) As you know, I periodically uh, start smoking cigars, and I've done it again. Um, Hey, uh, I don't want to start this uh, (laughs) podcast off on a uh, obituary theme, but uh, I just thought this was kind of intriguing. I always love this kind of stuff. When somebody passes on that you've never heard of before, but if you were old enough, you might have heard of a woman named Mary Hartline. And she, never heard of her. Yeah, I know. Yeah. She uh, died in their 90s, and she was regarded as TV's first sex symbol. Really? Yeah. She, on what show? Well, she did a show, and I'm sure you remember it. Yeah, it began in 1949 and ran until 1955. Why would I know a show, show, a show back in 1949? Well, maybe you didn't have a TV. How old do you think I am? Maybe you didn't have a TV yet. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I, I got to say, and this sounds weird, but if you tell me something happened in the 1960s or 70s, to me, yeah. that doesn't sound very long ago. No, I know. And I know it it's, is a long time it's ago. It's like 100 years ago. I know. It'd like be like your mom and dad saying, oh, that happened in 1935. Oh, that wasn't very long ago. <laughs> but of course it is. But It's a long time depends ago. Depends on how you look at it. Then Mary Hartline, well, anyway, she was in a show called Super Circus. Never heard of it. No. Well, neither had I. And then the Mary Hartline show, which was a 15-minute show, cartoon and music series. Hi there, boys and girls. Jay Chet and I are really kind of tired today. We've been out doing our Christmas shopping, and uh, I wonder how you're doing with your Christmas shopping. Do you rent the stores closed Oh, miserable. Just terrible. But we have some uh, children here that took time out from their Christmas shopping to visit us today. As long as they don't join the party, let's all get acquainted. All right. See you. And get this. They had kids come on the show like they did for lots of kids' shows. But it shows you the innocent times... Uh, in the early 50s, kids came on the show and then they introduced themselves by giving out their home addresses. Oh, <laughs> that seems smart. Yeah. What's your name, sweetie? Mary Frances Bofus. And where do you live? 1626 Catalpa. Oh, I bet I know the school you go to. St. Gertrude. Uh, where? St. Gregory. Well, wonderful. It's a little risky now, doesn't it? But back then, in the more innocent times, nobody thought, what, what could be the harm in that? Not only did they give out their addresses, but in those days, nobody ever locked their front door. They didn't lock right. the car. They yeah. didn't. I don't even think keys were invented back then. You know because... what? It's so funny because that's the way I grew up. I don't know about yeah. you, but we, yeah. we, Never nobody could find, nobody could find our house key. Uh, <laughs> Seriously, we don't. We I never know. could find it, and we'd yeah. even go on vacation. Like you know, I grew up in Central Oregon, Bend. We'd go to the Oregon coast for a weekend vacation. And we still wouldn't lock our house up. It was left why unlocked. Weren't, help, why weren't help people yourself, robbing burglars. back then? I don't know. I guess they were, but 
you, you, I think people were at home a lot more in those days. Now, you know, you, you had, at some point, uh, mom and dad were both gone working and the kids were at school. And so maybe the homes were un, unattended. I don't know. But uh, yeah, back in those days. Back in the day. It was nice. It was nice, and we do, and we weren't as suspicious, and maybe we should have been. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but uh, yeah, not as fearful. Yeah, people didn't have gun where they weren't packing heat in their house nope. back then. Did you have heat in your house? Did not have no heat. Yeah, we still didn't. Still don't have no heat. Yeah, we didn't have no heat. <clears throat> I don't got no heat. I, now she, the, we shouldn't even tell people only, we got no heat because the they're like, oh, <laughs> they got no heat. Let's go get them. I have I have mace and I have a panic button on my alarm system. That's about it. And then two stupid cocker spaniels who won't do anything hmm. at all if wow. anything were to go sideways in my yeah. house. So well, I, I we have a, a couple of uh, English Springer spaniels, including a, a puppy who's you know a year and a half. I still sort of consider him a puppy. He's not a big dog, but he's got a big voice. Just a. <laughs> So if you're on the outside of our house, you're saying, I'm not going in there. Then you would picture this gigantic Doberman inside our house. Yeah. And then you'd come in and there'd be, how you doing? I'm going to lick you. Yeah, I'm going to lick you all over. So watch out. Yeah. yeah. Don't play with me. So, uh, how goes it? Um, it goes good. It's, it's okay. I'm a little... Thanks for making me laugh. I was really super pissed off Uh-oh. this morning. Uh-oh. As you know. Cool. Well, you know. Well, I mean, I, mean I, I... I know I, that it, typically when... Uh, <laughs> I say, I'm going to guess she's pissed off. <laughs> I, I Pick a day. Throw a dart at a calendar I day. I know. Yeah. I'm, I'm perpetually pissed off. No, it's you're not. Always, and it's always little things. Like today I had a, a phone appointment with uh, my doctor to get my thyroid medicine refilled. And I'm a new patient at this at this hospital. At this this I have new health coverage. So I'm sort of figuring out how things work. And they, you know, I, I should probably not pack my schedule as tight as I do. But they said, okay, you've got these choices for appointments. And I said, all right, well, I'll take a, the 940 appointment because I'm going to meet Pat on online to do our and podcast they, and they, at 10. And you just said Pat, and they said, oh, yeah, him. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> and so 940 comes, 942 comes, 943, 45, 48, 50, You're getting 52, madder and madder and madder. 55. And I finally I texted him and said, this stupid doctor hasn't called me yet. Are there stupid and, doctors? Yeah. Oh. And her assistant was really stupid. So, um, yeah, she was not paying any attention to what I was saying. So anyway, I was mad. And then finally at 10.01, the doctor calls and I'm just like, I, I got to go. I'm meeting at 10. 
I'm very busy. I have a super quick question and I just need to know my, so she got me in and out. I wasn't messing around and I probably wasn't super polite to her, but I don't know. That just annoys me. I'm a very, I'm very weird about being on time. That's a thing that I, I, I sort of, you know, you asked me about neuroses last week when we did yeah. our podcast last week. Right, and I, right. I, that is gotta be my number one neuroses is it, it will, it, it'll ruin the rest of my day if I'm and I felt bad that I was late for you and um, you know the world doesn't revolve around me and my schedule that's why I try to be on time with things yeah. when I tell people I'm gonna be there I'm gonna be there I'm so sorry I would rather be an yeah. hour early than five minutes late I just always would will well that's I'm, I'm so sorry that you've become enslaved to the artificial construct of time <laughs> uh, I'm always wondered like I know you're not <laughs> no I'm definitely not I always remember back in I always wonder about caveman days, you know. Hey, Og! Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Og, when we meet, when sun be in sky above... Uh, what a, they big didn't have tree. clocks in time. And, yeah, so yeah, big just, tree on left. Yeah, show up when you do, and I'll be waiting yeah. there, because I got nothing yeah. else going on all day. Does anybody really know what time it is? You know, I'm in some weird, twisted way. I'm quite the opposite of you. I know you are. You. And it's not that I want to be late. I want to be exactly on time. When I <laughs> when I go to a doctor's appointment, I don't want to sit in the lobby for 20 minutes. I want to be there, walk in, and the doctor will see you now. And I know it doesn't always that happen. That would be way. lovely. Yeah, I wouldn't would. mind that kind of life. I would love that kind of life. That'd be great. I think I would be the worst doctor, though, if you were looking for an on-time appointment, because I'm not good, and we might have talked about this before, I'm not good at, at uh, dismissing people. You know, you I, I'm not, well, oh, if I'm I talking go. to somebody, say, hey, I gotta go, I gotta go, yeah. I, I gotta go, I don't, I won't even tell them I gotta go. And, really? And I do that all the time. I gotta go. Well, that that's, doesn't mean I don't love you, that, but I gotta go. That's about the only way out of it because I don't know. I don't want to put it this coarsely, but I don't want to shed people. I don't know how to shed people when I need to move on to the next thing. So if you had a two o'clock appointment and I was had a one forty-five, pretty soon it's past two because I can't figure out how to get rid of this first patient in order to see you. So ain't got time to shoot the breeze. Got no time to blow. Excuse me, mister. I gotta go. I gotta go somewhere. I gotta go. Wasting time standing here. I gotta go. They put me in an old... Well, anyway, I feel better now that I've talked to you, but I would have, have... I probably would have stormed around my whole day with a big gray cloud over my head simply because somebody was 20 minutes late. And that made me five minutes late. And it just, oh. anyway, so well, thank you for I, making me laugh. Well, the people just... that, um, there are people, as you know, sometimes they're in in uh, positions of some, at least perceived position of importance that intentionally uh, have a meeting late or show up late to show you how important they are. Let, oh, let's geez. keep people waiting. That drives me nuts. Yeah. 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 And I yeah. just went through a zoom meeting like that uh the other day and I, oh you did yeah and we're waiting for the big shot to show up oh brother and see I, and doesn't I find, that piss you off yeah it i did i finally off. said you know what i gotta go, I gotta go somewhere i gotta go
standing here I gotta go I was in a dentist's office probably, I don't know, 15 years ago. This was a long time ago. And I had a cracked molar. That'd be a good that'd be a good name for a band. Cracked molar. <laughs> and I'm lying down and it hurts and he's fussing with it and I have tears coming down the sides of my face. Just I'm not crying crying, but it just was enough to make me tear up. And he leaves, doesn't tell me where he's going. Right. He leaves and he leaves, walks out, and I'm not kidding you. He was gone for 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. I took off my bib, I got my purse, and I walked out yeah. and I left. Yeah. I said, You can't leave me there not telling me what's going on. I hate that. And I went and got another dentist. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he had to go to the bathroom really badly and maybe he was stuck there, but you say something. Yeah. I got to go to the bathroom. Yeah. I'll be right back. Okay, go. I'll be go out take in your a time. Second. Take your time. I'll be wash out your hands. I ate Mexican last night. Hang <laughs> exactly. on. Exactly. I don't know where he went. Yeah. Uh, if you've ever accompanied anybody to the hospital, as I have my wife, for example, and they're in enormous pain, and you just you don't feel like anybody's paying attention or getting to them quick yeah. enough, you it's... you you have to turn into a hard ass. You just have yeah. to, and be a bad guy and and yeah. demand. Uh, stuff and be obnoxious about it, and I don't like doing that. But, but uh, boy, I'm telling you, I it, have a low patience yeah. threshold anyway with life in general. But you're right; that sort of thing makes me just even yeah, more ugly about things and small. Hey, speak, so anyway, speaking so. of things irritating, I talked maybe it was last week about movie dialogue, TV sound that is uh, so indistinct that you can't quite make out. <laughs> <laughs> the yes. dialogue very well. Yeah, we, we got a uh, we got a text from one of our listeners. Well, one of one of those two that said um, it's from Chris, and he said, "Pat, you are not alone. I am told that the problem with inaudible movie dialogue has to do with the complications of downmixing the movie soundtrack for broadcast, and some TVs. Hello, let's start <laughs> start of round two. <laughs> So, Ding. It sounds like you just had an idea. Yeah, or just, Do you want to share it? Yeah, fries are up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he said some TVs have only one speaker. Some have two. Some people have multi-speaker sound systems. Oh. So all the different kinds of ways that you receive the audio might have something to do with it. He said, that being said, I have a 5.1 system. And I still frequently find myself rewinding the scene or turning on closed captioning. So, huh. stay vigilant. Says I don't Chris. know. I've never had. I don't. I can't recall having any issues with that. Well, I I, I still think it is because I'm becoming elderly, frail, and uh, how? And <laughs> yeah, deaf. and it sounds like your TV might be old and elderly mm. and frail too. Does I don't, I don't think that's it because I'm constantly adjusting the rabbit ears. Or maybe you just need to put twelve speakers in your mm, living room. Maybe I I'm a big. De I think sound is a big deal. I really. Yeah, put I the agree. best sound systems in because if you're watching a movie, you know I've always we've always I've always maintained that sound is what drives a movie every yes. bit as much as the <laughs> as the picture. Yeah, I think it yeah, first became you... clear to me when I the first time I sat in the movie theater way back when in the '70s, which doesn't seem that long ago, and uh, <laughs> I and I saw Star Wars for the first time 
and I and when they're dry, you know, and they're flying through those canyons and stuff. I think, mm-hmm. man, this the sound is what's making this thrilling. It's mm-hmm. uh, incredible. Yeah, it really is. Um, is. And the music, too. I mean, if you watch a scary movie with no music, it's really not that scary. Although sometimes scary music is exactly what is needed for some things that you're watching. The President of the United States has the authority to do what the President has the authority to do, which is very powerful. The President of the United States calls the shots. If we weren't here for the states... You would have had a problem in this country like you've never seen before. You said when someone is president of the United States, their authority is total. That is not true. Who, who okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to write up papers on this. It's not going to be necessary because the governors need us one way or the other because ultimately it comes with the federal government. That being said, we're getting along very well with the governors, and I feel very certain that uh, there won't be a problem. Yeah, please, governor, go ahead. Has any governor agreed that you have the authority to decide when their state I haven't asked up? anybody. Because I don't, you know why? Because I don't have to. Go ahead, please. But who told you the president has the total authority? No. Just to clarify your understanding of your authority vis-a-vis governors, uh, just to be very specific. For instance, if a governor issued a state home When you order, say my authority, the president's authority. Not mine, because it's not me. This is when somebody's the president of the United States, the authority is total. And that's the way it's got to be. Hey, um, here is a... Um Back in the, well, let me transition back. When, when you and I were uh, last on the radio together, it was on a radio station, and I, I still think it was the best job I ever had. It only lasted for three years. Yeah. Ah, round two, round three. <laughs> um, that was fun. Those were fun, Como. fun days. Yeah, K-O-M-O. The buzz was great, too. I mean, those were seven yeah. years, really, uh, yeah. of really fun times. We did not have a long radio career, but I, I, I put it up against anybody else's. I think it was good. It was mm-hmm. fun. It was, and we were in a major, considered a major market. That's yeah. something to be said there. We weren't, we weren't, you know, in you know, little town, you know. Yeah, it was a major market radio. when we went on. It was considered a minor market when we left, and I, <laughs> I, I take some blame for that. But that, that's neither here nor Way there. Way to ruin the market. This yeah. little piggy went to market. So we, we went to work for Como, Como Radio, and we were coming to Como at a time of transition when the TV side and the radio side and all of them, they were they were kind of getting, a, they were soon to have a new building. They were beginning Brand to construct new, it. beautiful building, modern glass, steel, yeah. gorgeousness. And I remember we, uh, up until then, were in a kind of a rundown building downtown <laughs> Seattle. Called the yeah. Tower Building, which I love. It, cr- it had cracks in it. It did. The earthquake. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah, I remember when the earthquake hit. I was like, I don't know if we should be in this building. Yeah, it was. A, it we, wasn't ramshackle, but it it had some challenges. But I loved yeah. that building. I I know yeah. I did too. And so I remember Como's getting ready to mo- make the big move into this big glossy facility 
they're uh, <laughs> just near the Space Needle where they are now. Yeah. And uh, and so, uh, meanwhile, this was nine. This was two thousand two, uh, mm-hmm. summer of two thousand two. And yep. uh, I've never told you this story. I've never oh. told it on the podcast before, anyway. But uh, it, I, I don't know the timing of it, but probably sometime mid-July. I keep seeing this guy that you and I both knew, but he, mm-hmm. did, he didn't work for, for Como, but he was from out of town, and we knew, the only thing we knew about him was that he was a consultant, a radio consultant, and the only stations that he consulted were all news stations. Mm-hmm. And uh, Como, where you and I worked, was not an all-news station. And so I'm thinking, well, why is this guy coming around all the time? Uh, right. You know, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I started figuring it out. And uh, it became very apparent they were going to change their format to an all-news format, which probably, I figured, was going to leave us out in the cold. <laughs> I know, because what do we know from news? Yeah. Well, we could have <laughs> done it. What passes for news these days is... Uh, Exactly. So finally, I, I go to the program director at Como and the station manager, and they say, let's go to lunch, Pat. So we all oh, go dear. to lunch. And basically, uh, they tell me, you know what, uh, we're, we're heading in a different direction. And I said, oh, what direction is that? And they said, what difference does it make? You're not going with us. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what <laughs> they told so me. I'm so sorry to laugh. It's a terrible yeah. thing to hear. So, that, so get this. Usually in radio, <laughs> everybody who's in broadcasting knows this. When you're going to be fired, I mean, if you're working in the, you know, graphics department or in the promotion department, they probably will give you two weeks notice and that'll be that. But if you're on the air, you're usually fired immediately because they don't want to put you back on the air. With, with an open microphone with an open and a microphone bad attitude. And a satchel <laughs> full of grievances. And then they're going to put you on the air. Uh, yeah. But in my case, they, and, and they, I guess this is flattering, they said, we don't worry about you. We we know you'll be cool with this, and you'll you you won't go off. Uh, yeah, <laughs> half cocked. Yeah, or fully cocked even. <laughs> but the the worst thing they said was we not only do we not we want you to keep this secret, but from the, every other employee here. But we would especially like you to keep it secret from the people you work with, like Lisa Foster, for example. Because they know I would go off half. I guess they thought that, and we and you already yeah. talked about you're that. You're much morning. more, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're much more measured, and I you have a temper. I've seen it a couple times, but you're Why not like you, me. Don't you ever not say like, that to me? Not like me, yeah. but that was probably wise on their part. But well, what can, a terrible thing for you to have to sit. How long did you sit on it? Uh, I don't even know how long that was. I, I can't remember exactly, Lisa, but I think it was like six weeks. Oh my it, god! It was a long time because they weren't certain quote when we're going to make the switch so we can't give you a date certain and so along the course of that summer the late summer july through august these things happened to me uh first of all the promotion department they've always had ideas like hey we would like you guys to ride in the uh, seafair parade the torchlight parade and uh you know wear a funny hat and throw out the balloons to the kids and i go you know, I, 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 I'm not going to be available to do that. And they're thinking, what's wrong with him? He, he always went along with everything. He was the best team player we ever had here at this radio station. All of a sudden, he won't do anything. What's going on? 
And I'm thinking, well, I'm not going out there and riding around of in a course. parade promoting the station that's about to fire my butt. So, but I couldn't tell them that. I so they right. just thought I was a jerk, and I had to leave it at that. So that's that awesome. that was not fun. And then, um, my wife got terribly ill. Was in the hospital. Uh, not to put too fine a point on it, but she dang near croaked. She was really sick. And on the and then. Not only that's going on, but then my mother dies in yeah. in August of that. This all happens. I remember that. And we are scheduled, I am scheduled, to head up this cruise to Alaska. It's a week-long listener cruise. They've got all kinds of people signed up. And I'm going to go the very next week after my mom dies. And I've just gotten my wife, Patty, out of the hospital. And I'm thinking, man, I can't go on this cruise. I got too much... Uh, and you're about to get to, fired. To take care of here at home, and I'm about to get fired. But it works out. And and I we go on the cruise. I, I We have my mom's funeral. Three days later, we're on this big cruise ship heading to Alaska. Patty's with me, my wife. And I have to, and I'm glad handing it with listeners on the ship. And, uh, and I, I got to give myself credit. If you tell me a secret, uh, yeah. I'll keep it. You know, obviously I, I had know. to tell my wife, but... Uh, I didn't, you know, I kept it pretty tight-lipped from everybody. Yeah. And uh, that's why I would always trust you with my deepest, darkest secrets. Well, don't leave me with your darkest ones, because I'm going to spill those <laughs> like a can of beans. But. No, here's what happens. Here's why. Here's why I can tell you stuff. You somehow get me to tell them. You don't ever <laughs> tell my secrets. Yeah. You have this ability to get me to spill my own tea. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Well, I don't know about tea, but I've seen you spill other stuff. Well, anyway, uh, my point is that uh, I, I did keep the secret, and then then the day comes and we're canned, and that's when you find out for the first time, and I felt like I, I shouldn't have held out on you. I think I told you that morning, uh, knowing that this would be our last radio show, I might have told you, uh, or at least... I don't even remember. Into me. I, I, I don't I've, really either. I blocked it out. Yeah, me too. I, I'm pretty sure I blocked it out. Anyway, that's uh, that's a long-winded way of saying that we, get, we go to Como, and they've got this new... They're starting to do, oh, well, so I go, so they, one of the things I have to do in that interim is that they say, hey, Pat, come on over to, to the brand, brand new, uh, spanking new Chir- uh, Como <laughs> building, and we're going to show you where your studio is going to be and where your offices are going to be. <laughs> oh, my God. And, I, and so I'm over there, and we're, they're doing a tour, and then they're showing me around, and I'm, it was just awful. The whole time I was know. awful. I know. But they, somewhere along the course of the way, they, they also came up, the broadcast entity in general, came up with a new uh, music package. Uh, they had new logos and all of this stuff. And do you remember the little jingle they put together? Because I made fun of it on the air all the time. I don't remember. Do you have it? Uh, I do. I think I have it here. That was it. It was two <laughs> notes. That's all. Como. Como. Even the even the cracker commercial has Nabisco has three yeah. Nabisco. Exactly. You didn't even rate three. I know, but so I'm imagining they hire this big company 
you know, an advertising agency. Yeah. We want you to come up with a music uh, stinger that we can use. Okay, <laughs> give us about four weeks and we'll see what we can develop. <laughs> they come back and this is, I can just see the meeting. Okay, we're going to unveil it for you now. You're going to love it. You're going to love it's it. Really good. Here it's it is. Check really it out. Could, could they possibly have been excited with that? And they're probably getting royalties, too, every time that stupid thing plays. And I don't think I have oh, a copy God. of this. Maybe I do. But they also did a longer jingle where the sing, uh, they had these singers going, uh, it's on Como. Do you remember that? It's no, on do. Como. <laughs> it's on Como. I do remember that. That was for TV. Well, yeah. it's on Como. I'm sorry that every time I heard it, it didn't. You couldn't make out what they were saying. Again, it's maybe like me in movie dialogue. I couldn't make it out, and it yeah. sounded to me like they were singing, "It's so Como." Yes, it's so Como. It's That's so what Como. we thought it was. Yeah. So we yeah, started, which is saying a way that. better, by the way, which is a way better slogan. Yeah, it is. It is. Hey, <laughs> that's a good show. Yeah, man, it's so Como. And I can't say with certainty that we influenced this, but years later, Como came up with a campaign called It's So Northwest. But I remember that uh, the management was not happy with me continually talking about this on the air because they had <laughs> shelled out some major bucks for this music package well, and I'm only yeah. I'm only saying what they were not uh, and exactly. willing to acknowledge it doesn't sound right you you exactly. got you got screwed on this thing they exactly need... you made a bad decision you yeah. spent money on a bad product don't be crying don't be mad at us <laughs> exactly so it, it got me to thinking about this guy that came uh, and he's a nice guy, don't get me wrong, but he's another advertising guy. And he came up, he, he calls me up one day, because I'd known him for a while, and he said, hey, you should check out this music that I wrote for my car dealer. Um, and you'll know the car dealer when you hear this. I said, oh, really? Yeah. Well, I just came up with it, and we just produced it. I'm pretty happy with it. Okay, what is it? Check it out. Brian. Oh, yeah. And, I, and I'm... So I sit there in stunned silence, and I go, gee, that's really something. And then he says, yeah, I'm pretty proud of it. And I said, yeah, it kind of reminds me of... Exactly. And you can see his face fall when I say that. He said, well, well, it's a little different. No, it isn't. I, it's, it's the same not notes. at all. I'm surprised they didn't sue him. I, I know. But he was so proud, and I, I didn't mean oh, to deflate brother. him, but I just thought, really? This is yeah. your creative, uh, this is yeah. the uh, apex of your creative career? This? Oh, Brian. Yeah. Again, I go back to what we talked about on the last episode. I didn't, I've always set the bar way too high for myself. If that's all it took to make a bunch of money was come up with yep. two notes. Yep. Or three. Yeah, to three? his credit, he came up with three. Oh, Brian. God. I know. I know. It's very frustrating. Now I'm mad all over okay, again. Now you've given me something else to be pissed off I about just, today. I just spilled a oh. whole bunch of garbage out, and I'm sorry. But <laughs> it's okay. uh, it, 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 it is nice knowing that nobody listens to your podcast. You can say pretty much anything, and you know you're exactly. never, never going to get into trouble. 
Hey, yeah, here's a sure. weird uh, thought, and I don't mean to make it political, but it, 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 anybody who's listened to this podcast for a while would know that we aren't um, the biggest fans of our current president. Okay, I think that's, that's a safe really to say. gentle, nice, easy way to say yeah. that. So, but here's the well thought: done. this is a moral uh, and ethical conundrum for you. And my wife threw this one at me uh, just last night, and she said, "If somebody gave you five, they offered you five million dollars. You could pick any fee you want, ten million dollars." which would pretty much set you up for life. They give you $10 million. All you have to do is go out and uh, proselytize, go out and go door to door or get on the phone and make phone calls to endorse the reelection mm-hmm. of this president. Would you do it for $10 million? And the deal, you'd have to sign an NDA. You'd have to sign a a ironclad contract that says if you don't, or if you try to backtrack, even years later, you you got to give all the money back. So is this a general question or are you asking me personally? Because people do that for much less. That's called politics. You scratch my back, I scratch yeah, yours. Whatever amount it's, of money it is. Oh, and I don't know where to scratch. Come here, baby. Scratching my back. I know you can do it. So, baby, get to it. Is there an amount of money? Are you asking me personally? To which you would lay aside all your beliefs or well, some of your beliefs. Well, here's the deal, though. Okay. All right. You not only would not only would I be laying aside my beliefs, but I would be, um, I would be severing every relationship that's important to me. Yeah. That's, that's uh, a very you, good point, and I thought about no, that, too. You would no longer talk to me. I wouldn't have no, I friends that I have. No, I don't think that. Well, you would think. I, I, you can't Well, I wonder that our, why our all of a sudden you're would, driving a fancy car and you're moving into a house down in Bel Air. Well, I'd wonder but, about but that. But I have to do this publicly, or can I do it under a an, an alias? You're saying well, publicly? We, yeah, I don't Because know. if I'm publicly doing it, you're going to be like, wait, what's going on? Well, you'd have to do it publicly, yeah. Right, yeah, it so, has to be public, but yeah, you yeah. might not let me know why you're doing it publicly. But uh, you'd pest, you would ask me, wouldn't you? And say, and I'd have to say, well, you know, I just no, you can't. I don't know, I, I was wrong. Well, it depends on how this <laughs> deal is wrong. set up. It depends on how this deal is set up. Maybe they would say you can't tell anyone why you've had this I change think- of heart. I think my mental pain, my emotional pain would not be worth my pain of losing my friends and the Mm. relationships I have and having you think that my values have changed. That would be very difficult to endure day Mm. to day. Mm. It would be hard to endure that. So I for me, I'm not trying to say, oh, I'm better. I don't need, you know, I sure I'd love the money, but I just the fact that I wouldn't. I don't know. That would not be That's a very good I... answer. That's a really good answer. I thought right. you'd just maybe dismiss the answer. I mean, it does make you scratch your head and think mm-hmm. how important would uh... Now there are people that don't that that do. I mean, you've seen people who initially 
Um, and the, they're mostly politicians who initially had horrible things to say about the president who are now in his camp years later. Yeah. It's it's hilarious to go back and look at those quotes from some of our senators and, and even people like Kellyanne Conjob. She had terrible things to say about Trump. Yeah. And yeah. she's his campaign manager. Not anymore. She's stepping down. Yeah. But. but it shows you the danger of just saying things that aren't true and, and getting people to believe it and getting 20,000 people in a rally today to just lap it up as if it's true. It's completely transparent. Donald Trump's tax returns aren't. I'd like to see those be transparent. And then people start to see that he's not, he says he's for the little guy, but he's actually built a lot of his businesses on the backs of the little guy. And he's a lot of little guys through eminent domain or through uh -huh. not paying um, contractors after you've built something. The little guys have you know, suffered. So that, that the question is going to be about these Trump victims. The reason the messaging has gotten better since Alex is a barn bird of an article two weeks ago is they're starting to talk about victims of Trump University, victims of Trump in Atlantic City. Before that, it was his conservative apostasies. Now it's actually, you, you're you for the little guy, but you've built your business on the backs of the little guy. Yeah. Anyway, so... Anyway, I, I mean, don't have anything more than that, except I just thought it... You know, that is it makes you examine uh, how strong your principles really are. But uh, again, I don't know that it's about my principles. My moral and eth my compass doesn't point due north, straight north always. But yeah, I'm. It, it's more selfish for me that I don't think I could live with the pain of... Um, I just think the anguish of the pain of people who know me and know my values and who I'm close with, I don't think I could deal with that. So it's a very selfish reason I yeah. wouldn't do it. Yeah, I just thought it was an intriguing question. We were just sitting around Yeah, talking. it's a great question. Yeah, it, it, yeah. and it doesn't have question. to be about that as specific uh, individual or Now, there's a lot of things I would do for $10 million. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, but, let's think uh, about that. Let's think yeah. about that. Hey, um, you, you told me uh, off air before we... Uh, we're not on the air, but you told me just before we started that you had uh, found some list it, that you thought might be kind of Yeah, there was to... a, a list that came out, and this is a, it came out a couple months ago, but it's the, the, fit, <laughs> the worst 15 jargon words of 2020. Um, and I love or, or, or phrases, so those sort of, sort of things. And I, I'm just wondering how many of these you're guilty of. Uh, circle back <clears throat> is one <laughs> that is and these are typically annoying, overused phrases that people use in business. Yeah, it's like a, it's like at the end of the day that one. At the end of the day, yeah. Uh, circle back, reach out. Uh, here's here's one. Um, curated, and oh, yeah. this that is one's a very word. Popular now. There's a curated list of. It doesn't matter what you practically anything you Google, whether it's potatoes or flowers or books, somebody's curated a list Well, doesn't it sound more world. important? If I just and said to you, hey, yes. I put a list together of my favorite <laughs> records, that, is, that doesn't sound as important as, yes. I curated a list of my... I have a carefully curated yeah. list. It sounds like you're working product. in a museum or an art gallery or something. Right. Yeah. Uh, the new normal is another one that oh, people, is, unfortunately, is catching on yeah. very bad. Which is not which new I, anymore because it's, I hate it. Yeah. I just hate. Yeah. I hate that. There's, uh, I hear people say it all the time. The new normal. Yeah, let's go back to the Shut old up. abnormal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the time of COVID, um, that is people. I hear that no matter what you're talking about, whether vacation or going to the doctor, I've probably said it too. In the time of COVID, yeah, during this time like of COVID. Sounds like the beginning of a Dickens novel. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. In the time of COVID.
Um, fake news again is just you know. Where did that one the, come from? Hmm. Somebody somebody wrote the, their comment about this said it, it's an oxymoron of such heft that only a moron could coin it. Yeah. Unfortunately, it has caught on. Yeah, it's either <laughs> and fake it or it's news. It's not both. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> exactly. Uh, we remain cautious is another one that. Or cautiously he, optimistic. Yes, we're cautiously optimistic. Mm -hmm. uh, going forward, there's really, that's so stupid because, you know, you're yeah. never going to go backwards. Yeah, I like going sideways um, instead. Yeah. Uh, ideation, another one, which is. I don't know that a, one. What is that? Ideation is, it's it's like a, it's, it's a way to make a really bad idea sound better than it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not familiar just, with that one. It's an ideation. I must have been out of class that day. I missed and it. And then people are using this word, which I thought was interesting, is the word bake as a noun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, um, hey, are you going to get to the party? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna bring some bake. What are you bringing? <laughs> just say it's a freaking low. It's, say it's a cake or say it's a pie or say it's cookies. Don't call it a bake. Yeah. It's yeah. not bake. It's not were, a noun. I thought you were going to say this one, which is it's baked into the cake. Uh, you hear that all the time. Well, this oh, uh, this, oh uh, that's a good one. This endorsement of this particular politician. I mean, it's all baked into the cake. It's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> Who's there? It ain't no square. It's a good doing, Daddy. Well, I declare, if I knew you were coming, I'd have baked a cake, baked a cake, baked a cake. If I knew you were coming, I'd have baked a cake. How'd you do? How'd you do? How'd you do? How'd you do? This one wasn't on the list, but this is the one that makes me just cringe every time I hear it. And you hear pundits usually on uh, news channels saying this, that, yeah, he got way out over his skis on that oh, one. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. I just. That's a good one. Like, could you not use that? That's yeah. so stupid. That is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Those no, are I some like of the, that. I like all of the, those. They're all the annoying dumb. except ideization. I don't know that one, but I'll. I'll try to use Ideation. it three times today, and then it'll be locked Ideation. in. Yes. It'll be locked in. Yes, yes. Uh, so, uh, are we ready to do our closing joke? Do you have can a I, joke? Yeah, I, I can, can I mention one more thing? Yeah, of course. I, there's this guy that I know that uh, uh, he's okay, you know, but the, he, <laughs> he says stuff. I that, hope you never say that about me. This girl, this woman or girl I know, she's girls. okay. Yeah. She's okay. I don't even know what? why. why <laughs> it's just an odd thing to say, but go ahead. Well, he just, he came to me. I hadn't seen him in a while. And he comes he comes up and he walks in to this little group of people. And I'm one of them. And he goes, you know what? I'm so over this mask thing. Oh, my God. I'm thinking, oh, you poor boo-boo. Oh, yeah, because so we all love it. Yeah. We, we all love yeah, wearing yeah. a mask every yeah, we day. We were just we waiting for the it. signal from you so we could all yeah, take them fact, off. Yeah. In fact, when this is all over, I'm going to just keep wearing mine because I love it. So we all hate it, you moron. Yeah, so that's a, that's, God. I didn't say that, but that's you hit it exactly on the God, head. you're lucky I wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'm mouthing off more than I should. I, nor, I mouth off a lot well, anyway. He, he's also I'm, said in the past, you know, uh, they, they these, these are all lies about COVID nine. Everybody's oh, lying. Yeah. The I CDC, know. the media, Democrats, yeah, doctors, yeah, yeah, everybody's yeah. lying. Yeah. It's, 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 yep. oh, so one hundred and seventy thousand or whatever the number is now, people yeah. dead. That's all yeah. just made up stuff, right? Well, yeah. it could be. <laughs> it makes me wonder that, why is this? There's that. Bell you're right. Man. You're right. He's just okay. Okay. He's okay. Your onion rings are ready now. Okay, okay, thank you. Okay, are you ready for the closing joke? I am. And it's been a pleasure talking to you, and I hope the rest of your day is 
Yeah, Swell. thanks for cheering me up. You always make me laugh. So now I'm not, I'm still super pissed, but not as super pissed as I was before I got <laughs> okay. on the thing with you. Well, so that's thank something. you. Okay. You've worked your magic. I have to say, today. last week's joke, yeah, you did not get much of a response from you. Yeah, uh, I think that set the tone for my whole week. Yeah, I know. And so I want to fix it. So, okay. I, I don't think this is a great joke, but it's certainly better than that one. All okay. Right. All right, here we go. When old Mr. O'Leary died, an elaborate wake was planned for him. Because everybody loved him. He's a wonderful old guy. And uh, in preparation for all of this, Mrs. O'Leary called up the undertaker for a private little talk. And she said, Be sure to secure his toupee to his head very securely. No one but I knew that, in fact, Mr. O'Leary was bald. And she said, and he would never rest in peace if anyone ever found out at this point, dead or alive. But our friends from the old country, they're going to hold his hands. You know, it's going to be open casket and everything. And, and they're going to touch his head before they're through paying their respects. And they might, you know, move his toupee around. So I, it must be very secure. And the guy says, oh, don't you worry, ma'am. I understand exactly what you're looking for, and, and nobody's going to be moving that toupee around. Thank you. That's all I'm asking. Well, sure enough, Lisa, the day of the wake comes along. The old-timers were giving old Leary's old corpse a pretty, pretty good going Don't over. Don't say that. Don't say it like that. Well, what? old corpse. It's an old corpse. Okay, just, well, he, just... he was old, so his corpse <laughs> would be old, too, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Is it a so new his corpse, friends even though doing... you're old? Good question. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But right. anyway, the, the the upshot is that the toupee, yes, it stayed firmly in oh, place. Good. So at the end of the day, a delighted Miss Mrs. O'Leary comes up to the undertaker and she says, I'm so happy you did a wonderful job. Here, here's an extra hundred dollars for handling this matter so professionally. And he said, oh, I, I couldn't possibly accept your money, ma'am. I mean... What's a few nails? Oh. <laughs> okay, that was a little bit better. <laughs> and that's the story of Mr. O'Leary. to Peculiar Podcast. I hate goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Oh.